Seto Kaiba will bother us no more. <laughs> I'm not gonna give up Kaiba Corporation without a real fight. It's takeover time by me. I attack with the Blue Eyes White Dragon. Thought you were so What the fuck is up, duelists, and welcome back to Pod of Greed, the world's only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Uh, this week, as always, we are sponsored by Kaiba Corp and Kaiba Corp alone. I am Max, a.k.a. Oh my god. Becky, look at her deck. I'm Dan Silva, a.k.a. Today we will eat at Kaiba Land. And today with us, we have a very special guest. Would you please introduce yourself? I am Jake, Rebecca's cousin Hawkins. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, actually, in Japanese, her last name is Hopkins. Ow. Well, <laughs> so Jake, America. if you we would, American. <laughs> Here in Domino City, we speak American. <laughs> if you would, Jake, please tell us a little bit about your backstory with the good anime of Yu-Gi-Oh. So I, uh, I grew up like in a very conservative and sheltered uh family and oh, that's a hat so yeah so a lot a lot of uh anime stuff it was evil and i wasn't allowed to watch it and so i would just sneak episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh. and then uh mm. I, but i loved it but i just kind of watched it all out of order yeah um, oh yeah and, that makes sense yeah and uh in in sixth grade i got switched to a new school and uh like they put me into this like summer learning program because it wasn't summer school, but it's where all the geeks and kids who parents didn't want to take care of them for the summer went. And she's like, oh, you can meet new friends. And uh, one day we went out to the park and everybody was playing Yu-Gi-Oh. And this kid came up to me. He's like, hey, here, you can have you can have this deck so you can play with us. I was like, oh, cool. And another kid kind of taught me all about it. I got really attached to those cards. And then uh, as we were leaving, the kid who gave them to me is like, I didn't say you could have them. You have to give them back. Oh my god. Was, oh no. He's like, or you can pay me for them. Oh and I was my very god. upset because I was 10 and I did not have any money. <laughs> 10 years don't know what money is. Yeah. And uh, so the, the kid that actually taught me how to play, he was like, fuck off, James. You said he could have them. And then he became my best friend and we fell in love with Yu Gi Oh. Oh my god. That's beautiful. <laughs> it was like right, right out of the anime. That that that's oh what a beautiful origin story, <laughs> I love it. So this week we have seen episodes forty one and forty two of Yu Gi Oh Duel Monsters. Uh, we are starting out with episode forty one, the girl from America, known in uh, known in uh, America as the Wrath of Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, no, that one tracks. Um, see, this is one of the very rare times where we both have a regular title yeah it's not like the usual where the japanese title is like oh mwah. so much better so the first thing i don't know if this shows up in the dub oh by the way um jake did you watch uh, japanese or english i watched the english one okay all cool. right um i don't know if either of you had this but at the beginning of both of my episodes this is the first time i've seen it 
I get this like weird purple silhouette of Yami, just like kind of like in dual pose. Uh, and it says something in Japanese underneath it, but it says um, fair play, fair duel next to him. And like, that's it. It just like pops up at the beginning of every episode. I, f- I don't know. Is that like a thing for you? Or that not? is really weird. It feels no the way you describe it. It sounds like one of those, like, it sounds like one of those times where they port a PC game and they start a thing at the beginning when you boot up that says to use a controller. <laughs> I was thinking more like in the 80s, the arcade machine saying winners don't do drugs. Fairly that's what I was thinking. That's, yeah. that's, that's even more accurate shit. It's weird. It's like, I feel like it's the anime saying, hey, when you play the game, don't cheat, you bastard. We're going to find oh, you. Honestly, Konami... that's probably the case. Like Konami's going to show up and take your cards away. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, going forward, if, if you cheat at Yu-Gi-Oh, we will find you and we will kill you. Um, anyway, It would be great if the show had PSAs about how to be about good dueling etiquette. If this show was made in America in the 80s, it absolutely would. Mm. Because they had. Oh, that would be were, amazing. Every cartoon was half of a cartoon and half of a PSA about drugs, usually, or guns sometimes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, getting into these episodes, we start out immediately after uh, the end of the duels at Pegasus Castle. We see Bakura, regular Bakura, not evil Bakura, waking up Mokuba. They all run in. Uh, Yugi runs in a little bit afterwards, and they're like, where were you? And I forgot that, like, the stuff with Shadi happened at the end of the last episode, because I'm oh, like, yeah. wasn't Yugi just with them? But they all run in. Um, <laughs> Kroke-sama shows up, our, our our favorite butler. Oh, yeah. He like, just goes, hey, Pegasus in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, can't, he can't award you on account of being dead. <laughs> like I just love the idea of this old dude going up these kids and being like hey you know the guy you just fought well he's in the hospital so if I was a 15 year old and someone said the per- the person I was the last person to interact with was in the hospital I'd be like oh my god I'm gonna get arrested I didn't do it <laughs> are you gonna call the police okay you gonna call the duelist island police okay you gonna have the spiky haired guy beat me up <laughs> so let's see what happens is like like they get awarded like at least in this version, uh, Yugi gets three awards. The first is three. a unique card that's titled the Ties of Friendship. That's yep. sort of like a trophy almost. It's yeah. He says it's like hand-painted by Pegasus. At, at least every the design. Card, every card was hand-painted by Pegasus. Hmm. I, I looked it up, though. And this one's a... Because I was like, this kind of looks like... That card's just a picture of Cecilia. I thought I go. I was just like, that. hey, he beat me. Right. Here's a picture of my dead I wife. I saw that. I saw that, and I was like, is he giving him the Cecilia card? I, I I'm, I'm glad that he didn't, because I feel like it's way too much pressure to put on a poor 14 year old boy who's already gone through a, quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I thought it'd be like Pegasus, like, hey, you try and get her out of here now, and I'd be like, don't do this to Yugi. <laughs> it's I couldn't do card, it. Your though. turn. Yep. The second thing is that Yugi gets awarded the title of King of Games, or Known in Japanese as Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm gonna quit this podcast. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm so mad, dude. <laughs> He's just he becomes Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> so stupid, dude. Congratulations, so, okay. you are Yu-Gi-Oh. He's Yugi okay. Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm gonna bust out my my limited linguistic chops here. Um, so if Yugi is named Yugi and the title of Yu-Gi-Oh means King of Games, we can assume based on Grandpa Sugoroku's history that he named his, well, he didn't name his own grandson, but Yugi was named after the word game. So Yugi's just named game 
and O means king. Yeah. Whatever this, I guess, Egyptian language. Ex- also, explain uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. It should be noted that in every Yu-Gi-Oh series, the main characters first, the first syllable of their name starts with a U. So yeah, like, it's, it's, it's Yu-Yu's Bizarre Duel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so, didn't catch that until I saw a picture, like some fan art of every Yu-Gi-Oh protagonist and their yeah. names. And I was like, hold on a fucking minute. Like there's, their names. like there's Yusei. There's I saw Yusei, that and I was like, that doesn't Puma. seem quite right. And I was about Yusei. to say you're wrong because of Jaden. But his yeah, last name is Yuki. Jaden Yuki. Yuki, yeah. <laughs> or what's his, do you know what his name in Japanese is, Dan, for Jaden? Uh, I think it is. It's Yuki. Let me look this up. Actually, I don't know. Okay, well, he Jayden. still goes by Yuki though, so it's always going to be something you. Really, Jaden? Judai Yuki. Judai Yuki. Judai. Okay, I was like, I don't think Jaden's the Japanese name. <laughs> Call me crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh, and so, <clears throat> oh, and the third thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the th- the third thing surprise money. Um, it doesn't say how much it was. It's like some millions, I guess. They right? say in the dub that it's three million, but I don't think they specify in the sub. So it's about three hundred thousand yen. Um, yeah. it doesn't say. It's just enough. He just gives it to Jinochi. Um, he does not get the title of Yu Gi Oh or King of Games in this. Uh, he just gets the card and um, the money. But we don't, he doesn't, hey, he's a humble king. He doesn't need a title to be the best at everything yeah. because he's just the best and he doesn't brag about it. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good boy. He's a very good boy. So, and then we just like kind of get scenes of um, every, just like, yeah. Um, yeah, we get seen like, it, it's kind of like a little flashback to um, uh, uh, Shizuka, aka Serenity. It's like, you know, she'd be like, hey, I can get my sister new eyes. Um, we see, we see a really cool shot. And I'm by cool, I mean dumb, of uh, Grandpa Sugoroku waking up just going, Yugi! Just like lying in bed, yeah. this old dude. And also, Kirkay's basically Ursula voice, leave. Yeah, Kirkay's just like, all right, time to go, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. He's like, here's your stuff. Now Pegasus wants you to get. And he just turns I around mean, and walks away. Like, yeah, Kirkay is devoted devoted to Pegasus. <laughs> and the person he's devoted to is in the hospital. And one of these kids probably did it. Um, oh, 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 by the way, this probably wasn't in English, but as soon as Croquet does say Pegasus is in the hospital, Yugi is immediately like, I think Bakker might have done it in his head. Oh my god. Oh, wow. Um, he, he he thinks that, and he's like, but wait a minute, we threw the Millennium Ring in the forest, so it couldn't have been him. Um, hey, trust your gut, kid. I think you were right the first time. Um, <laughs> but we don't really get, uh, you know, we don't really get anything on that. Um, everyone walks out the castle, and we get like, the most heartwarming scene I've seen yeah. in a long time, and it makes me so happy, brings me so much joy. Yeah, Mokuba and Kaiba finally reunite after all this, all this chaos and madness they've gone through. And they, it's really sweet. It's so sweet. It's like the the colors are really cool. It's like sunset, but like it also washes out the characters a little bit, so their colors are like a little bit muted in this like golden hour glow. It's like just a very pretty shot. And hey. We get to see Kaiba smiling. And yeah, it's it an earnest de- smile, not a it, smug one. It cured my depression, and I get to live 20 <laughs> years longer thanks to this scene. It's like, Jinochi says, you brothers better take care of each other forever. And I'm like, come on, dude, you don't want to make me cry this early in the yeah. episode. And like, they show each other their lockets that have the pictures of each other in them. And in the Japanese, Mocha was like, I didn't know this locket had the key to Kaiba Corp in it. And I'm like, why are you saying that at this part? 
it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, I think know, I'm kind of glad Four Kids removed that bit because it it's it such a dumb very plot thread. It's, yeah. it's like, the weirdest plot thread. Yeah, and like in the dub, they do straight up explain a much more straightforward thing, which is like if Kaiba's not present, then Mokuba just earn- has to take over. Like, yeah, it's 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 a uh, uh, what's the word? It's like the uh, how when the Closest family member becomes king when the king dies or whatever. It's a monarchy. Inheritance law? I'm going to go ahead and say yes, that that's what I'm thinking of, because I believe That's you. about right. Yeah. <laughs> um, ever, so, you know, after this really nice heartwarming scene of everyone kind of walks off in the courtyard, Ka- Kaiba's like leaving, and they're like, wait a minute, Kaiba's a ride off the island, and they like, run after him because they're all riding in his helicopter. Um, yeah. And then something... Because Joey's just like, wait a second. All the boats are gone. <laughs> And then they just they just fucking book it after him. <laughs> yeah. Also, Kaiba does establish that because of the weirdness of that last match, it doesn't count as a real conclusion, and he wants oh, right. a real rematch someday. He does yeah. make a point of that. It's the eternal Goku Vegeta battle. It is, except yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that is that. No, no, you're absolutely right. That literally is the dynamic, like. Kaiba is always trying to beat Yugi, and he's always like one step behind in power because Yugi just like inexplicably really, really good. Mm. Damn, you nailed it. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then that's Shonen baby. That's Shonen baby. Yeah. Uh, and then Bakura licks the eyeball. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Wait. Did, oh, did you not get that? He no, had he... the eyeball, but he didn't lick it. Oh, oh I mean, that makes sense because Forkins definitely doesn't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, dude, we get to see, like, Bakura, like, his face just, like, contorts really quickly into Yami Bakura, and he takes the eyeball out and, like, licks it, and, like, oh, dude, it's so nasty. I should grab a screenshot Jesus. of that. Yeah, yeah it, 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 like... His, his face contorts, and he just kind of holds it out and, like, monologues about it in his head. It's like, man, that's okay, not very good at being cool. sneaky. Th- Thanks, thanks for kids for cutting out the shot of a teenager licking the very recently dislodged eyeball of an American billionaire. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so immediately we're back in Japan, aka Domino City. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I only noticed the body shape of um, Grandpa Yugi, and I just wrote he's built like a brick shit house. The dude is like <laughs> as tall as Yugi is, but twice as wide. He's He's a human rectangle. <laughs> he's a human he really rectangle. is. He's the sturdiest. You can't knock this boy down to the pail of water. <laughs> um, so why are they back in their school uniforms like immediately? It's like I, the, the, that the, is the, weird. I the wasn't even paying attention to that. Yeah, they no, go they're home all and shower and change. Yeah, well, it's I like, mean, they have been wearing these clothes for a day straight. Yeah. yeah. I can't be yeah. a stinky boy and go get my grandpa. <laughs> I need to respect this old man that I just saved the life of by not smelling like I've been living in the woods for two days. <laughs> um so they're they're all back. Um grandpa does the really funny old man stretches, says he's fine, hurts his back joke, and I'm like, Yeah, yeah. dude, I'm like I'm I'm twenty five and I feel that, you eighty year old old man. Did you notice that uh his mom Yugi's mom was in the hospital with grandpa? And then they just ditched her. Huh? What was that? I yeah. thought that was a nurse. I thought Yugi's parents died in Egypt or something. No, because I, I looked it up and that's Yugi's mom. Huh. You mean to tell me that <laughs> Yugi's mom was in the show and I didn't notice? 
Well, she like you just kind of see her sitting next to him for like a yeah. second, and then walking out with them, and then they just ditch her. That huh? That's like that anime trope of like the hero being like a kid, but you never really see their parents, and like you don't necessarily assume that they don't have parents, but like it's just literally never brought up because it's not important, and you don't think about it. But then when you do think about it, you're like, wait a minute, what's yeah, going on? That's in a lot of anime, actually. Yeah, it's a thing. No one cares about parents. People care about fourteen-year-olds uh, with cool hair and a three-thousand-year-old spirit living inside them. It's normal. So um, it's so reeling from the revelation that we saw one of Yugi's <laughs> parents. Um, they're all on the they're all on the street. They're like catching up, uh, and they walk up to the game store. And who else but the number one duelist in America, Rebecca Hawkins? Or Hopkins, as it is in the yeah. sub. Rebecca um, Hawkins. We don't know her last name for Hawkins, though. Oh, yeah, we don't find that out like, episode two, I don't think. Um, oh, crap, I spoiled her. Did. Oh, no, we, we know her true name. <laughs> oh, well. Ah, <laughs> oh, bean. oh, oh, damn, beans. Um, and I really like this continuing trope in the anime where an American character will speak with more like broken English. Because the first thing she says is, my name is Rebecca. It's like in Japanese sounding out the English word. It's it's like, okay, well, you've immediately established yourself as American. Great. Thank you so much. I love that. Yeah, it's great. She's probably eight years old. Yeah. She does specifically say she's eight. They oh, ask like Yeah. There's, ah, a, there's a line in this scene where they're they're ah. like, Well Well, first, yeah. They they're she's they're like aren't you a little young to be a champion duelist? And she just says, I'm eight. Oh my God. I didn't, I literally just assumed <laughs> that because we don't, we don't get her age. She's just a kid and that's all you need to know. She's a little brat. Um, yeah. So she shows up. Oh, she says like, goddamn all the time, which is really funny. Huh. It's oh, that's like, great. It's, it's not as funny as Pegasus saying it because with Pegasus is like, he's been built up as this like, very like foppish, serious guy and <laughs> just hearing them say a curse in Japanese is funny, but now it's like the magic's worn off and it's like, just tell this kid to fix her potty mouth. Yeah. Um, so she shows up, she demands her blue eyes that uh, Grandpa stole. What's Grandpa's English name, please? Uh, his, his English name is Solomon Moto. Solomon. Yeah. Solomon. Okay. In, in, in Japanese, it's uh, Sugoroku. Mm -hmm. Weird name. I call him Grandpa or Ji-chan or Old Man. Um, so... Rebecca's like demanding um, blue eyes from him. And like she says, oh, it's originally from America. So the number one duelist in America, by the way, Rebecca's the number one duelist in America. She's better than Bandit Keith, which I guess tracks because Bandit Keith is a dingus. <laughs> yeah. He's dumb. He's the He's been beat by kids before. He has. That's, that's a very good point, Jake. He's canonically been had his ass kicked by at least one boy. <laughs> uh let's see there is uh what was i gonna say i don't think she says anything about be about that aspect of being american but she does like she does establish like pretty quick what well first she does establish pretty quick that like that it belonged to her grandpa and they stole it and they bring this up over and over again uh and also, like, she wants it. And, like, Yugi's kind of beating around the bush of why, like, she shouldn't get it back. And I'm like, dude, tell her a brat ripped it up. Yeah, like, they never... 
I mean, like, they never actually explain it. Being too awkward to say, like, hey, that thing you really want is broken. Like, so awkward that, like, instead of saying it, you just get into a fight with (laughs) them. I can relate to that. It's it's like, just tell her. Mm -hmm. I get that you're an awkward teenager, but just tell her. Yeah, like, there's... What was I going to say? But they never really do explain that it got torn up by a messy bitch who loves drama. Mm, Yeah, dude. That's basically it. Um... So, so um, let's see if, oh, she also, and, and, and she's like, you know, oh, I'm a, you know, she's like, I'm a good duelist too. You know, I came in second in, uh, in the duelist kingdom, uh, tournament and Rebecca basically says, uh, Ricky Bobby, Talladega Knights, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she, she, she says like, oh, well you came in second place. And if you're not in first place, you may as well be in last place. So, yeah, Nobody dude, cares so- about second. He got told by an eight-year-old dude. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of the scene is uh, she tells, or Joey like calls her pipsqueak, talks about how like tiny she is. And it's a shot where you can see Yugi kind of like right next to her. Literally as tall as she is. Like she's a little bit taller than him. That's really good. You got to understand the hair adds about a foot and a half though. It just matters where you measure to. Yeah. Um, So basically, they in where where Elsa settled also she duel. talks to her pet her teddy bear that she oh, carries yeah. with her. Does she give it a name in English? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I usually she, Mr. Teddy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just calls him Mr. Teddy or Teddy Chan. Um, it's very it's it's cute. It's like yeah, dude, that's what an eight year old would do. Yeah. Um, so where battle where battle where better to settle this duel? But Kaiba Land, baby. Yeah. There's also this weird line where it's just like when they're sh- introducing it, there's like some kid in the background saying, look, it's a blue eyes, a real one. It's just, and there's, <laughs> yeah, a, kid. there's a guy saying, it's just a statue, son. Also just a shot of someone dueling and saying, I love Kaiba land. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I have not been paid by Kaibaland to say that I love Kaibaland. Please visit Kaibaland. I love Kaibaland. I love this episode <laughs> of Defunct Land. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so basically, like Kaibaland is popping right now. I guess because they only run it when Mokuba or Kaiba is actually like presiding over it. Yeah. Um, I love that. Like, I love that. Like a day later. From or not even a whole day after getting their souls returned to their bodies, they're like, "No, we got to go run a business." Hey, man, it's the capitalist machine. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, all of their all of their like dueling arenas are taken up right now. And yeah, Mokuba's like, "I guess I can make an exception for you." It's like, "Yeah, dude, he saved your life like multiple times." Yeah, there is. They straight up say in the dub that they're booked for the next three months. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. If I lived in a world where I could play card games and make them come to life, I would be there every day of my life until I die. Do you Are think you anyone's? Me? Yeah. You think anyone's ever proposed to their their lover at Kaiba Land? I think that everyone has proposed their lover at Kaiba Land, and if oh my Kaiba god, Land is yes, real, I would too. Like, are you kidding me? I would play a card with a wedding ring on it. Like, <laughs> hello, come on, it'd be perfect. It's a no-brainer. Be like, you activated my trap card, eternal matrimony. Uh, so yeah and, and Rebecca's like let's go hurry up in English in Japanese 
Mm. And I, I just start wrote here. I'm not the biggest fan of this brat. Hmm. <laughs> um, so in, I'm, I think you might be lucky because she has a really bad voice in, in, yeah? in the dub. It, Pretty grating. She's just constantly like angry and whining, and it's the worst. Hey, I understand. I relate. <laughs> I'm constantly <laughs> angry and whining too. <laughs> so basically, the thing is, uh, she's gonna duel Grandpa Yugi in order to get the blue eyes back. And they're like, hey, you were just dead for about a couple, like a week or so. So Yugi's going to do instead. And she's like, whatever, man, I don't care. I want the blue eyes. So it's Yugi versus Becky. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Becky, as I like to call her now, because it makes my joke my made at the beginning of the episode relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, we're kind of in the duel. Um, and this is just like, oh, and, and by the way, to my knowledge, Remember the really important game mechanic of like terrain bonuses and stuff in Duelist Kingdom? We don't see those ever again. Yeah. Out the yeah. window. The no, rule set yeah. got updated. The rule set got. Yeah, well, we do see a direct attack now. Um, yeah. In fact, like they straight up. I think in like Battle City, they straight up say they updated the rule set. The, the, the meta has like, changed. It's Duel Monsters like, V1.1. Like, <laughs> like there is a specific. Thing where like Joey is having trouble with his first duel in Battle City because they changed the rules and he didn't know. I mean, that's valid. I mean, like remember playing Pokemon when the physical special split happened, and then you're like, oh my god, like how how do I have to pick all this and like they have abilities and stuff. Things get harder when you get older because things change, and I can't understand them. And it's yeah. the world's problem and not mine. <laughs> so. <clears throat> It, it, the duel starts it's just a regular duel. You know, they have like they're sitting those really cool like jet pod looking stands at the end of it. Um, so open the game. Rebecca starts out and I really like I I started getting endearing endeared to this girl because she plays all these like traditionally like creepy and gross monsters. And she's like, oh, what a cute monster I'm playing. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah, they pretty are great, cute. actually. <laughs> this creepy emo goth witch is cute, Rebecca. You're right. Yeah. She, so, she, so she plays Witch of the Black Forest, and, and like, uh, Solomon immediately gets memories of the BF. Yeah, uh, dude. He's like, uh, wait a minute. I recognize that. Um, Yugi talks about, he's like, I've played against Bandit Keith and Pegasus, so I'm starting to understand the American duel style. <laughs> It's like what? they all go to they all go to one school and all learn how to duel the exact same way, and that's the American duel style. We shit. Now I'm just thinking about GX. That's, that's, that's where America? my thoughts went to. Yeah, GX is just a fucking academy for duelists. Like it's fucking Hogwarts, but you play card games. And... I cannot wait for Sarah's like uh, boarding school stories when we get to GX. God, and I would. Um, as a kid, I really wanted to go to Dual Academy. Like, I was like, that would be the coolest shit. Who needs school when I can learn how to card games? (laughs) I can learn how to card games, make friends. I also, all I really know about GX is that like the blue dorm is the best and the red dorm is the worst because, of course, Kaiba would make his god card the best and Yugi's god card the worst dorm. Oh my god! Like, of course, Kaiba would. Who else? Um. So. Yeah, Yugi's like, oh, American Duel style. Uh, and Rebecca's like, he, he's like, okay, Rebecca, like, you're not doing well. He plays Celtic Guardian, which is like straight up destroys the witch. 
Um, Rebecca summons Songon, which is like a weird little. It looks like a curry bow that got like rabies. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> he he plays rabid curb or she plays rabid curbo. It's like that. Imagine he has like long creepy arms and like a. Th- I think he has three eyes, right? He has three eyes. Yeah. I had that card in my Yu-Gi-Oh deck in real life. Cool. Uh, I think I had one. So like he destroys it. Yeah. Um, and then Rebecca's like, "All right, kid, time to get serious." And again, the whole time, like Dan said, uh, Grandpa Yugi's getting flashbacks of like, I understand what's happening in this duel because I've done it before. Oh, it's mysterious. Yeah. And let's see, she does a thing called uh, Tribute to the Doom. So next, uh, she plays like uh, Tribute to the Doom. She discards a card to and lets her ele- and it lets her eliminate one of Yugi's cards. And yeah. then then uh, Yugi plays Summon Skull. Summon skull noise dot wave. Uh, there's the. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, she, in retaliation, she plays Millennium Shield, but like, which she had face down, I think. And like, it's a card that has no attack, but really high defense. So, like, whenever someone tries to attack it, it'll, instead of like, because its defense is so high, when they attack, they lose that much life, the extra life points. Uh, yeah, it, it has like three, and like nothing is like 3,000 defense, so nothing yeah. can like reasonably just attack it and destroy it. Yeah. Um, and at this. I always thought that that card was like foreshadowing for like, oh, this is another item that they're telling us about. But no, no, this is just fan fiction, his own millennium item. Yeah, I would have assumed the same thing, honestly. Eighth Millennium Artifact, the Millennium Shield that Rebecca, yeah. Hop- that Rebecca Hopkins is the owner of. <laughs> um, Shoddy um, didn't know about this one. Yeah. So um, uh, Grandpa recognizes the strategy some more. Yeah, at, at this some... point, at this point, I think um, after Millennium Shield gets flipped, he's like, wait a minute, you're the granddaughter of my, my boyfriend, Arthur Hopkins. Or English name here, Arthur Hawkins. Yeah, okay, it's uh, still Arthur. I don't. I guess they changed it to make it sound cooler. It does. I, yeah, I mean, I'm biased, but yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, Jake. I think you're a little. I think you uh, <laughs> can give us a little input on this one. Um. So yeah, it, uh, we we still don't get like the backstory, but like he's like, oh, basically, Grandpa Yugi has done this exact duel with the exact same turns before. Don't yeah. Know why. So, um, like, continuing on, there's like a ring of magnetism. Yugi passes for a turn, that which brings up Ken, uh, Rebecca creates Cannon Soldier, where she can sacrifice a monster and do a direct hit. Uh, yeah, which is the first time we've ever seen it happen, and it like yeah. just like, shoots at Yugi and like kind of breaks around the uh, little jet pod. But like, yeah, how cool! Really cool effect. Just, yeah, what if it just shot Yugi though. Yeah. Oops. What if you uh, got were playing all along? <laughs> so, once again, like, Summon Skull gets fucked up because, like... The like, Ring of Magnetism draws the attacks so we can't destroy Cannon Soldier. Yep. Um, uh, uh, it wastes... It doesn't, like... Like, it... Like, the defense points went down, so it's just, like, a waste of a turn. Uh, that From this, uh, Rebecca draws a card, and it's Shadow Ghoul, which is going to be important. Yeah, she sees it and she's like, oh, I need to think of like a good time to play this, but not yet. 
Yeah. And and Yugi, we get the very uh, roundabout line of Yugi's like, "You're my grandpa's best friend's granddaughter." <laughs> so like they're pra- they're practically family folks. Practically. Um, that's basically it. The end of this episode. Um, it's kind of like a stalemate. Like Rebecca's like on the attack now, and Yugi's like. Yeah. Dang, this eight-year-old girl truly is a champion of America. Yeah, and it's at this point she establishes that she that she did in fact learn from that, and that and that and like Grandpa stole uh, Arthur's card, and it was a betrayal, and that's the episode. Uh, do you want to do Queens of Games? Yeah, let's right. talk about video games. Jake, yeah. you're a special guest. Do you want to talk about a game? Um, Something you've I been mean, playing? <clears throat> Something you want to talk about? Well, uh, by the time that you at home are listening to this, I'll be playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, I'm sure uh, that yeah. one. To prepare for that, I've just been playing a lot of uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Because mm-hmm. that is really good, the dude. jam. The game's really good. This is so good. I have Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 for the PS2, but I've never gotten around to playing them um, yeah about about like a month ago i picked up uh the 1.5 2.5 or the, the story so far collection on my playstation and i've been like i've only done one like i mean i'm only playing one so far um and i was like maybe i'll be able to get through all of this before three comes out and this is a month ago and i got to uh, agrabah last night in kingdom hearts one so i don't think i'll i don't think i'll get to the end of those before uh kingdom hearts three comes out tomorrow yeah Anything else you got to say about Kingdom Hearts? Um, this is really dumb, but I really wanted to buy the Story So Far collection, even though it's like the 1.5 plus 2.5 disc and the 2.8 disc, and I already own both of those. But I was like, mm. I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta get them all. And it, it's been a struggle, but I haven't. So mm. I don't need it, but I want it, and maybe I'll buy it. Uh. <laughs> On a similar note, I guess I'll talk about what I've been playing, which is Yakuza Zero. I Ooh. since like Kiwami got yeah. got its release date announced for next month, uh, I decided I just needed I just needed to get go ahead and finish Yakuza Zero. Uh, it like I just sort of like went through it for a full day, just going through the story because like because like I feel like halfway through. <laughs> Halfway through, the pressure is just so on that I'm focused on just the story at that point. And, like, I beat it. It was really good. I've been doing some, like, uh, post-game stuff over the last few days. Uh, it's, it's so... It's really good. Like, and I'm looking forward to Kiwami. I know it's probably not going to be as good as Zero just by nature of just being a port of a very of a decade old game, but I'm still looking forward to it. Uh, and I think that's that's mainly what I had to say. Yakuza good. Um, good. <clears throat> I mean, like I said before, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts One. That game is aged like milk that you've left out for a week. Um, it's still, like the story's fine, you know. I my hot take is that the Kingdom Hearts story isn't as hard to understand as most people think it is. 
Um, it's definitely not. It's just kind of like a low-hanging joke that people make. Yeah, it's the meme. The, the joke we should be making is that Goofy died in Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, because he got hit by head, hit on the head by a rock and died forever, and he's not in the games. He's, he's gone. Rest in peace, Goofy. <laughs> um, but in lieu of that, I've been playing a game called Ashen. Hmm. Um, it is... I want to say it's Xbox exclusive because when it came out, they w- it was put directly on uh, Xbox Game Pass, which mm-hmm. is like 10 bucks a month and you get like a library of hundreds of free games to play. It's like Netflix or your Xbox, which is like really, really cool. Um, it's awesome. It, yeah, it's great. Um, it's very similar to Dark Souls. It's a Souls light game because A, it's much easier than Dark Souls is. I've only actually died like uh, 10 times maybe and I'm like about two thirds through the game. Um, it's like, it's the same, you know, combat like you attack with the shoulder buttons, you have light and heavy attacks, you have shield parries, uh, like right and left on the D-pad will switch your equipped weapons. Um, uh, one thing the game does differently, you have like a whole equipped set of spears that you can like throw at enemies, which is really cool. Um, it mm-hmm. has like a nice like ranged element to it. Um, weapons are upgraded in a very similar way. Like y- you get uh, Scoria is the um, <clears throat> is like the, uh, the the souls, the blood echoes, what what have you. Um, it's like ash, basically. Um, and you get like, you know, you get the, your Estes flasks, or you get your blood vials. It's like a, a gourd full of like, I, I call it Kool-Aid. It's like this red juice that you drink. Um, but but it's designed around two player mode. So when, by default, you have an AI companion following you throughout the game. And that changes depending on whose quest you have equipped. Basically, like, you know, like how Dark Souls and Bloodborne characters will have their own quest lines. Um, imagine that, but like you can take them with you while you play without having to summon them in specific parts. Um, and when you play online, it's cool. You can set like a like a multiplayer filter. It's like a little number code of like six digits. And if people have that same code active, they will get matched with you in the game no matter what, as long as like you're in the same place in the world. So one of my good friends, we've been playing through it uh, in co-op and it's just a really fun time. You know, it's like, I really appreciate that it's like the same exploration combat based gameplay of dark souls but with like much less of a difficulty curve so i don't get like incredibly stressed out after 10 minutes of playing um but i really enjoy it um i recommend if you have an xbox with game pass definitely look it up it's like free if you have game pass so like there's not really a reason not to um it's fun it's like it basically what if dark souls was less stressful is is my tldr elevator pitch of it huh all right that sounds really cool yeah, it oh, and it's a really cool like low poly indie kind of art style to it. It's like cool. It see, it sounds like it'd be overdone, but like I think it works really well for what the game is, just like a lot simpler. Uh, it's cute. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, that. Uh, that s- queens of games. My voice yeah, cracked when I did queen. that. <laughs> uh, so next is episode forty-two, Deadly Shadow Ghoul, known in uh, English as the Ties of Friendship. Wait, did I get that right? Yeah, you did. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah, yeah because the ties of friendship. Because the card that we still don't know what it is. Yeah. So continuing the duel, before the duel starts, we get a flashback to Egypt. Mm. Because this weeb-ass grandpa decides <laughs> to travel all the way to Egypt to find Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's the reason he goes to Egypt. He says, I heard there are rare cards in Egypt, so I went there. That's Dude. great. They just... They make it a little more sensible in this one where it's just he was an archaeologist and was doing a dig there, but makes, and then yeah, he makes discovers the cards. Okay, because he literally just says, I went to Egypt because I heard there's rare cards there. He, <laughs> he, This dude is the same kind of person who goes to Japan to marry a girl who likes anime. Oh my god. 
<laughs> so like, like he, but, uh, oh, unlike yeah. unlike those guys, he does meet the love of his life in Egypt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like he it, he goes through the little mute cute and like like he runs out of water, but it, but like Arthur provides him some water, which he's just like really eager to go into, and he's like he's just like really thankful, and he's described as a very kind and brilliant mind, but a radical thinker for his. His dual monster theories. God. His, <laughs> despite his age, he smiled like a child. Oh my god. It's cute. He's <laughs> cute. So like so like Arthur Hawkins is according to his research, he just keeps finding this one word over and over again in all of these documents, uh, which is dual. And like he decides like at, blah 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 did a duel and blah 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 dueled but he so he researches it further and he discovers the existence of the shadow games awesome. okay so in japanese the word is not duel the word is game which i think you would find in literally any language ever because games are like i think a cornerstone of human civilization like socializing and having fun, I feel like is one of the things that separates yeah. us from the beasts. That's that's culture. And um, did four also, kids do this episode better? Four yeah. kids. This might have been a time that four kids does the episode better. Honestly, yeah, that's a very also, fair point you could make. Also, Arthur Hawkins is voiced by Mike Pollock, which makes me very happy. Uh, hey, mini mini Toon World, who's that? Uh, Mike Pollock is a voice actor who's most known for being. The voice of Doctor Doctor Eggman in pretty much all Sonic stuff. Like he started, well, all Sonic stuff starting from 2005 onwards. He was originally the voice actor in Sonic X, and then some stuff happened where they tried getting like the four kids voice actors to do the voice <laughs> work. There's a, a Sonic anime, dude. There was a Sonic anime. You you don't remember uh, Sonic X? Uh, Gotta go yeah, fast. Was... Gotta go faster, 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 faster. Yeah, that's it. And like, and like. They decided to get the four kids voice actors to be in a couple games. And, like, even when, like, they decided, you know what, this isn't a good idea, they did find Mike Pollock really good at being Dr. Eggman, so... Oh, he he has since, a very iconic voice for that. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, from everything onward, he's just been the voice of Dr. Eggman. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, uh, yeah, I'll probably discuss it again if I ever find the chance to discuss Mike Pollock for an episode of Beyond Toon World. He's I not mean, the one for this week, but... Yeah, every 4Kids voice actor has been in every 4Kids show, so yeah. they're everywhere. Um, so basically, like you mentioned before, um, this dude, Arthur, has maybe the most genius galaxy brain thesis imaginable, where basically the entire <laughs> Egyptian culture was based around a card game. <laughs> like... It's basically, it's like, oh, everything was decided by the games, like fairs were decided by the games, arguments, judgments, what have you. Like um, Vault 21. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Ancient Egypt was a vault take experiment. Um, and, you know, the whole archaeology community ridicules and laughs at him, which I would understand, except for the fact that um, it explicitly says they did this in the tombs. What are you laughing at? It says that. That's what happened. Yeah. Like, it, 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 these are theories, but they're not because they're written in ancient tombs that they did card games for everything. I don't understand. Oh, 
Here I go again, reading into an anime. Channel. I mean, it's just, it's just like how, how many archaeologists, how many Egyptologists and archaeologists didn't realize that gay people existed and just assumed they were very good friends. Okay, that's that's They're a very friends. fair point. That's a yep. Yeah. <laughs> Debunked. Um, but the so Bible says. <laughs> The Bible said that I'm allowed to play Yu-Gi-Oh in church, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Um, So basically, what happened? Oh, oh, and we also get God card foreshadowing. Oh, Um, cool. Basically, they say, hey, something exists called a God card. Uh, I don't think we got that unless I missed it. I I I don't think we did either. Yeah, it was just like a little like quick throwaway, but like, hey, I, I'm I'm a kid in 2000 X uh, watching Yu-Gi-Oh! And I hear something about a god card. What's that? Probably not going to be important <laughs> next season. I'm going to forget about it. They don't yeah. show anything. They just say like, oh, the three god cards when put together will attain the power of the sun. Something mm-hmm. like that. It's like, all right, I'll remember it. I'll, I'll tuck it in the back pocket of my brain. Yeah, so... so they're exploring the ruins. Um, and again... These dudes have their decks with them because they're holding up their cards. Like he holds up like the stone golem or whatever, and like he holds it up to like an ancient Egyptian tomb carving of the same cards. Like I love this. this is so stupid, dude. Let's see. Next, what happens is, uh, so I think this is around the time where they cut off the the sto- wait. No, 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 no. We still we still see a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so essentially, what happens next is like. As they're discovering this, they're the tomb caves in, and they're di- and like they they're stuck there for a while, and ultimately they're down to one canteen with just enough water for one person, and they decide to like start doing some dueling just to pass the time. Wait, so, uh, that that's the excuse they give you in English? Yeah, they they're stuck in here. They might as well play some card games. It's a little less depressing than just sitting around waiting to die. And then they decide, you know what? You know, we've got this last bottle of water. Why don't we also bet on it for this? Okay, all right. I was was worried that that wouldn't be included. Because that's like, yeah, basically they're like, hey, let's duel to see who. Yeah. It's not as like cutthroat as that. It's like more lighthearted. Like these old friends are saying like, one of us us is going to die anyway. Yeah. And Arthur's like, I couldn't agree more. This is a reasonable thing to suggest. When we get back to America, let's get married. Yeah. Um, it is canon. So, and again, we see the duel between Yugi and Rebecca is literally the exact same duel that Sugoroku and Arthur had. Um, um, judging by their appearance last week, but like probably like 10, 20 years ago, they, they're drawn exactly the same. Like these Yeah, that's dudes. weird. Uh, um, once you're old, you're old forever. Yeah, that's well, true. Never Once young. you turn about sixty, you look ninety until you yeah. die. So you use this catapult turtle, and throughout the rest of this duel, Re- Rebecca's making a smug anime girl face. She sure is, dude. Is <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yeah, he's yeah. a catapult turtle and brain control, and Rebecca's like, I don't like that. Um, and he t- he brain controls Millennium Shield, and he doesn't even launch it at anything because it has no attacks. He just like launches it into a, into like the sky, like the dome edge of the hologram, and like shatters. Yeah. Um, Summon Skull kills Cannon Soldier. Rebecca is throwing a fit right now. 
Cannon Soldier, I really like his design. He looks like some weird Fist of the North Star style dude. He looks almost like a G1 Transformer with like the weird blockiness of him. I was kind of thinking the uh, the Gundam gun cannons. Not not Cannon Soldier. I'm sorry. I meant uh, the next thing. Uh, I'll oh, get right, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, she draws... Cannon Soldier looks like a G1 Transformer. Yeah, that is or good. Or Gundam, that too. Yeah, uh, she does like a V for victory. They actually do say a V for victory. Because and, we don't know what that is in America. And <laughs> she uses list. like Judgment Blaster. Judgment who, Blaster is the is the Fist of North Star, dude. Yeah. And like oh, yeah, she sacrifices North a bunch Star of cards yeah. and summons Attack Ghoul or Shadow Ghoul. Shadow Ghoul looks like a horse head. I don't like to see it. It has it, the it's same. It's pretty gross. It it's it's the it's this very grotesque. It's like a centaur kind of thing. It has four legs and two arms. Um, mm-hmm. It's this gross, shriveled green thing with like eyes all over it, but not like relinquished because it doesn't have a beepus on its head. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it has like we, it is like a weird mane of hair. It's like it's it's a very, mm-hmm. I mean, to Rebecca it's cute, but to us it's it's like icky. Um, yeah, basically, There's... Shadow Ghoul's thing is that every monster in her graveyard powers it up by 10, 100 attack points. And Jinochi does not know how to do math in this scene. Yeah. He's That's just a angry. really good goof. Yeah. Hey, I don't... What's what's 100 times 11? I don't know. I'm in high <laughs> school. You can't expect me to know this. Fuck you if you know things. <laughs> Fuck you if you know math. If you know math, you are not valid. <laughs> um, so yeah, Shadow Ghoul is 1,100 points stronger. Uh, it's like 2,800 attack, I think, or 27, something like that. And um, then they go on this weird thing about how this is disrespecting the monsters. Yeah. Yeah, monsters like, that's are... a good strategy, yo. It, it, yeah. Rebecca says monsters are only good as weapons or sacrifices, which, hey, it's a... Co- this isn't Pokemon, my guy, Yugi. These are holograms. These are not they real They literally monsters. just... She straight up says they're not real. They're just ink on cards. And then, like, no, like, these are my friends. And then Grandpa's like, that's not what Arthur believed. Like, as far as I know, the well, I mean, in ancient Egypt, all the cards were real things. But the only cards that are like real things now are the aforementioned God card, because like actual stuff happens when you summon them. But yeah, yeah. they're Rebecca right now is basically silver from Pokemon Gold and Silver. My Pokemon are tools for me to get stronger. Why am I always losing? Yugi sets a monster defense. Rebecca's like, no, he, she plays top defense. Uh, Dark Magician is revealed. Shadow Ghoul kills Dark Magician because it's 300 points stronger. Um, Yugi plays Sorcerer Revealing Light. Um, just like, it, 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 like, it's really weird because we don't see him draw the card or anything. It just happens. It like yeah. goes up to the sky and we see like the swords come down. Um, Rebecca's like, or, or, they're, they're all thinking like, Oh, Yugi's gonna stall until he draws a good card. And Rebecca's like, I bet you're gonna stall until you draw a good card. It's like, yeah, dude. You figured you figure See it out. through my plan. It's a really good bit in the well, first, like for the first turn, like he brings back Dark Magician with Reborn the Monster. And right. then like and like Dark Magician destroys the cannon soldier, but that powers up the ghoul more. Uh and like like Yugi's going to like rely on the heart of the cards next. And like, there's this really good bit where where Grandpa's recalling some more stuff, and it's like, where it's like, first Rebecca's being all smug and like, "Did you find the card you need?" And then it shows like back to uh, Grandpa and Arthur, who are, he's like very earnestly saying, "Did you find the card you need?" Yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's like 
like literally not even the cards, but like what was said was basically happening in Egypt, however many years ago. Yeah, so good. Um, <clears throat> so basically, you know, you're just trying to figure out how to destroy um, uh, 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 Chaos School or whatever the hell his name was. Um, <clears throat> and basically, at this point, I realized what's going to happen because. Um, and the whole, the whole time, like, Sugoroku has this very, like, serious look on his face, and he's like, he knows what Yugi must do, and Yugi knows what he must do. And we see in ancient Egypt, Sugoroku draws the last cards before the sword's revealing lighter up, and he forfeits the duel. Yeah. And in, in modern day, Yugi draws the card, he looks at it, and he forfeits the duel. And I'm like, ah, I, I understand. Yeah, it's a really good bit. And, like, so, like, Rebecca wins, she demands the blue eyes, which She's is... Like, I win, I win. It's like, Rebecca... And, like, it's all taped up. <laughs> I so guess that's they why you didn't want to give it to me. They still don't explain that it was torn up by they Kaiba. They never explained that it was torn up by Kaiba. They let them think that they tore up the... Like, defend yeah. yourself, please. <laughs> and then... So then steps in Arthur, who was, I guess, there? He was there the whole time. Just, and... like, sneaking in the shadows. And then he, like, gives, like, this whole bit about, like, for Yugi ha- could have won, but he, because he had a card called Soul Release, which would have, like, taken Again. away all the cards in yeah, the graveyard. It would have banished five cards from the graveyard, which would have let the um, Shadow Ghoul's attack power drop, so Dark Magician would have killed it, and the Life Boy Difference would have taken out Rebecca. Um, and, you know, it's like the lesson in, oh, well, Grandpa forfeited because he was willing to give the water to Arthur back then. Um, and literally, as soon as he gives the water to Arthur, like the excavation team finds them and rescues them. Yeah, a weird. He's thing like kind of is... cradling water, or he's like kind of cradling Arthur and like giving yeah, him water. Dude, I love it. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm telling you, they fell in love. Yeah, yeah, and then like the four kids voice actor is just doing the Brock voice here. It's kind is of he great. Really? Yeah. Hey, did you? <laughs> Sorry. Like, <laughs> it's just the Brock voice. Like, no, no change. It's just that. Oh my god, so it is. They do like a bit about how a duelist should always respect their opponent, and there's like this sort of non explanation of the card just got torn up. And yep. and they just establish like Solomon and Arthur care about each other and their friends, and this is all about the heart of the cards, which was what Yugi was trying to show her yeah. through this. Yeah, Ar- then- Arthur Arthur says if you can't understand the heart, you can't be the champion. And it's like, Yeah, dude, that's why Yugi's the best in the biz. Yeah. Yeah. And so Yugi kind of like Rebecca apologized to Yugi. She understands. Yugi gives her the Taiza friendship card. And like, I feel like this is more of a symbolic card. I don't think it's a real yeah. card with stats or anything. Yeah. I f- it, like, I just see it as like, here's a trophy for winning. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way. Um, so it, it does get explained to Rebecca that uh, Sugurugu didn't steal the card from his grandpa. His grandpa gave him the card out of gratitude for saving his life. Mm. Um, huh. and it's like how the, how she like kind of understands. Um, at the very end, though, we get a really weird scene um, because we see blue eyes, presumably on like the Egyptian temple floor. Huh. And we didn't the, get this. Okay. Oh, it, it freaked me out though. So it's clear. It's like that, like you know, like brown, yellow, like sandy stone in the Egyptian temple. We see, and it's and it's blue eyes. It's not torn up, and the ties of friendship go on top of blue eyes. So oh, it's like this was. Ties of Friendship, a card back then too. Like it was really, really weird. I saw that and I'm I, like, I think uh. it's just symbolic because now I'm thinking I know what this is. Yeah, yeah, it it must be symbolic. 
because like it, I I don't know. <laughs> You know, hey, this show's all literally all about the power of friendship. So yeah, and there's a one-off. There's just like a one-off conversation before the episode cuts off, where the grandpas offer to duel each other. Oh yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, my back hurts," because he's like, "I can duel you," and then he hurts himself because he's a shitty old man. Yeah, and that's basically it. These episodes are they they like kind of feel like filler if it weren't for like the yugi grandpa backstory that we probably yeah. should have gotten before this just to make yeah. us care about why he's stuck in the vhs tape um and also you know more heart of the card stuff like it's cool seeing new creepy monsters and what they can do and this is the first time we've seen someone attack life points directly which is like relevant because it happens all the time later on yeah yeah so, so that those are the episodes yeah and with that I begin my my segment, uh, Beyond Toon World, Ooh. where we discuss like voice actors who have appeared throughout Yu-Gi-Oh. And this voice actor is one that I've been looking forward to for a long time. In fact, I would say they're the reason I decided to do this whole bit for starting with uh, Duelist Kingdom. For this Ooh. for this week, we are talking about none other than. Madeline Blaustein, otherwise known as Maddie Blaustein. Uh, Maddie Blaustein was a transgender woman who was the voice of for vo- for a number of four kids' works. Uh, her most iconic voice being Meowth from Pokemon. Uh, she had a lot of male roles. Uh, she also did like some writing and editing for Marvel and DC. She was part of a like a group of transgender artists and performers that had a name that I will not say because it has an outdated term in it. Uh, probably was more acceptable back when she was in it. Uh, she, she was, like I said, in Pokemon, she was, she started off doing like, like trainers of the week. Then in episode 32, she took over Nathan Price's role as Meowth. Uh, she got interested in, like, the Japanese version of the series and tried to, like, use that as, like, a frame of reference. Uh, she... Imagine a four-kids voice actor putting in that much effort. Yeah, she... It should be noted that, like, her brother is, uh... I mean, Jeremy Blaustein, who was, like, involved in, like, a lot of, like, translating and voice direction, including such games as... Including, like, the first three seasons of Pokemon and, like, Metal Gear Solid and Symphony of the Night. Uh, oh, wow. is she Maria in Symphony of the Night? No, she wasn't in it. No, Jeremy Blaustein was... Her brother oh, was a translator for it. So, like, Maddie was, like, the voice until, like, 2008. Because, like, she was... Uh, or she was... She was in it until 2008 when Four Kids no longer had the license. Uh, but... But, like, from 2006 onward, she was, like, doing these things with, like, fan forums where she would, like, go on and, like, do little Q&A stuff with, with people. There was, like, a long series of threads of this. And, ult- and ultimately, in 2008, she, December of 2008, she passed away from an untreated stomach virus. Uh, she was in a lot of stuff, but, like I said, the most notable being Meowth, but... Other stuff was like, like she did uh, the cor- Ashes Corefish. She did like uh, E123 Omega and the Sonic stuff. She was the voice oh, of the, yeah. 
She was the voice of the president in Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, remember when the president had a photo of Sonic and Shadow on his desk? Yeah, that <laughs> was never great. Forget. Yeah. Oh man. I so yeah, it. that's Maddie Blaustein. I I'm so I'm happy that I finally got to talk about her. That's a, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, um so now awesome. I believe we have some uh, preguntas. That's in Spanish for questions because I took 11 years of Spanish. Pregunta. Um, pregunta. I've been doing Duolingo, so. Oh, hell yeah. I know a few um, words. So, okay. Um, our first question comes in from uh, host of the show, Sarah McCostumes, who asks, which modern day game franchise would be most likely to secretly have been invented in antiquity? E.g. the Incas invented Fortnite, etc., etc. Uh, I thought about this, and I've decided oh. that that are you familiar with the show Riverdale? I watched one episode of Riverdale with my girlfriend last week. I've I've only heard about it, and it was the insane thing I've ever seen. Yeah, so very interested in this. The point is, I be- I believe my fear, my submission for this is that is that in ancient in medieval times, people played Dungeons and Dragons, but with but we're controlling like real people. Oh my god, it is it is written. Oh, that's good. Wait, oh, you, you got you got anything, Jake? Um, tr- no. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head my head around that question, and uh, I feel like I can't good. think of anything like more objectively funny than the Incas invention, right? Yeah. That's just like that. That's just too good for me to be able to get past. Yeah, it is written. Uh, you want me to move on? Yes. So, okay. Oh, do you have the questions open too? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, next, we have a comment from friend of the show, Dark Wizard James Mason, who uh, who comments. Uh, Clearly, there was a time distortion based on Yugi and Rebecca's duel, and it could have only been cured by Johnny Steps dancing. Uh, Johnny Steps, I had to look, I had to look this up to make sure, is a character we will be seeing in a future episode. Oh, uh, He is, I think he challenges Taya to a DDR battle. Whoa. okay. Does, and it is epic. Oh, I yes. love it already. Alright. I mean, I, I think to me the best duels are either A, have huge stakes to them, like Yugi and Pegasus, or B, are the stupidest, most, like, gimmicky ones in the series. Oh, then we're going to have a lot of fun two weeks oh, from now. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh-huh. Um, um, well, instead of time distortion, I was kind of thinking, like, is this confirmation of Elon Musk's simulation theory? Oh. <laughs> Elon Musk. Is a simulation? Is that why they play the exact same duel? Elon hmm. Musk learned how to make simulations from the ancient Egyptians and invented Yu-Gi-Oh. God, yeah. I'm thinking about this thing <laughs> I watched last night in a stream with my friend Pinstripe Hourglass, where we saw this bizarre conspiracy video about called like the secret human history. And like, like some things they established are like Hebrews are from space. Uh, Martians secretly rule the world and, and onks were used, were used for like tantric sex. <laughs> yeah. You oh. charge it up your energy by jacking off with an onk. <laughs> You jacked it with it. It was a Jo onk, but anyways, like Jo crystals. Oh my god! It's a Jo onk. Oh my god! 
Oh, that might be the episode title. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, God, see. that's good. All right. Yeah. Uh, now, next question comes from Demon. Who or asked? Sidmon. That's, uh... Sidmon or Demon? Uh, yeah, Sidmon. Uh, Sidmon. That's, uh, Sorry, that's... I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's fine. She's she's really great. Uh, she's great. Uh, if Yugi's granddad is the song The Gambler, what songs are the rest of the cast? Mm. Oh, this is this is this is Ooh. like an old pot of greed deep cut because we did this in like season one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm. I yeah. think. Let's see. <laughs> Arthur's is Time Cube. Bakura's uh, is um, somebody's watching me. That's uh, good. <laughs> it's it's Yami Bakura over him the whole time. Let's see. Joey definitely has something from the soundtrack of uh, fuck. What's it called? Uh, shit. Um, West Side Story. It's something from West Side Story. Oh, it's gotta be something, something from West Side features. Story. He's the wannabe greaser. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Tristan doesn't know what music is. <laughs> Honda's never heard it. Honda's heard songs, but he doesn't have the. He doesn't know what they are. <laughs> this is the this thing. Uh, it, it, he's he's like no Honda is the Gabe Gundacker vines of the music is. Oh, that's good. Oh, is, is this? This is you mean turn it up? Oh, I, I turned it off. <laughs> so good. It's like some of my favorite ones. Uh, Yugi is a uh, dog song. Mm-hmm. Y- Yugi is also uh, I'm just a kid, and, yeah. and, and life is a nightmare. <laughs> Um, li- listen to oh, our that is older really pod- fitting. Yeah, hey. listen to our older Pot of Greed episodes. We we go over yeah. like the main songs of the main characters. Hey, is Dancing Queen? Oh, absolutely. Oh, for Without sure. Yeah, that's her character, which really fits into that uh, episode coming up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, All right, you want to get this last question, Dan? Yeah. Last question is from friend of the show Scooter Lewis. Uh, Scoot asks, "Hey, in the dub, how come Rebecca knew Solomon had the blue eyes, white dragon?" but not the circumstances in which you received it. Am I just being too cinemasins here, or does that kind of bug anyone else? Oh my god, this well, stupid old man could have told her at any time that he gave him the card. My, my best Arthur. guess is, like, maybe she, like, found some old documents indicating it, but didn't ask, himself, ask, it, <clears throat> ask it to Arthur himself. Yeah, no, Scooter, you are not being too cinemasins, because this is, like... Yeah. This whole thing could have been avoided if Arthur had literally just told her, hey, I gave him eyes because he saved my life from so yeah. much. Huh. It also could have been at least softened by just saying Kaiba tore it up. Just say Kaiba tore it up. Come on, please. Let Rebecca get mad at Kaiba. Although, if Rebecca got mad at Kaiba and challenged him to a duel, Kaiba would, like, absolutely annihilate her, and she would not yeah. be okay. So maybe yeah. it's for the best that they didn't bring Kaiba into this. <laughs> yeah. Yugi uh, may have Yugi may have forfeited to like save her from getting too mad, but Kaiba would not. Yeah. Um. So those are our questions. Um. Now that we are wrapping up, Jake, where can we find you on the internet? Well, um, can't talk about it yet, but in a few weeks or a couple months, actually, probably more like realistically. I'll be starting to record my own podcast. And uh, until then, oh, you yeah. can find me on Twitter at Mr. Jakey Poo. Oh, it's, really, it's, a good, it's a good name. Love it. Um, Dan, yeah. what about you? 
Uh, you can find me at Mike underscore Dawson with a zero on Twitter. And you can find my comedy blog at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, let's see. Let me just check my, my document on that. Uh, okay. Uh, according to this document, uh, uh, there isn't anything going on right now besides Winter Enemus. Winter Enemus? Uh, Excuse me? Winter Enemus is a holiday created by the webcomic Control Alt Delete. That was that I believe was wanting another holiday in winter that that would take up the void between Christmas and Valentine's Day. And it's a celebration of games and gamers. Oh my god. Oh, Good old Control Alt Delete. Oh Control Alt yeah. Delete. You will never be able to escape loss. It won't be done. Also next No matter Sunday what you is... try. Also, Saturday is Groundhog Day, and Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday, but I'll probably go on those when we record. Who uh, cares about sport? It's Superb Owl. It's the Superb Owl. Hey, it's the big game. I and call it... Game. Don't sue us. I call it sports kickball. <laughs> um, and I am Max. My voice cracked. <laughs> and I am Max. You can find me on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. Where MaxiBajillion. And we have been Pod of Greed. You can find us on Tumblr at podofgreed.tumblr.com. You can find us on Twitter at podofgreedcast. In a few short weeks, we will be starting season two of yep. Yu-Gi-Oh! Battle City. I think yeah. that's what season two is called. Yeah, so, that's what it's called. If you're interested in being on episode, guesting, uh, by all means, contact us. You know, uh, send us a DM on Twitter or tweet at us. Even uh, send us messages on Tumblr. Um, we have a Discord on our Twitter. I believe the links are up there. We have links to the Discord in every episode that we put out. Um, if the links don't work, let us know because Discord sometimes decides, hey, the links that we gave you for this aren't going to work anymore, even though yeah. it's not expire. So come join us. Come yeah. interact with us. Uh, shout um, out or rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Shout out to uh, the Orange Groves. Shout out to Noise Space. Yeah. Check out other podcasts that aren't uh, ours. Yeah. I mentioned it last week, but because of the special occasion, I'll bring it up again. Uh, Got It Memorized, which is a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast that just concluded. Hey, I listened to their two-hour recap of the entire series, and I can confidently say, I, I, after listening to all of Got It Memorized, I understand kingdom hearts now yeah it was a good episode too it yeah. was really good like i was i had to rewind about 30 times because i spaced out for five seconds so I'm like oh god what happened we're on a different game <laughs> uh also shout out to interstitial our hearts intertwined uh riley hopkins uh upcoming upcoming rpg based on kingdom hearts he has also made an actual play podcast of the same name in uh for it uh you can find that at linksmithgames.com or mymothercangotohell.com. <laughs> oh, really? And, yeah. That's good. And, <laughs> and hey, be cool on the internet. Don't spoil Kingdom Hearts 3. Some people won't be able to play it right away. Some people have jobs and they're really busy all the time. Please don't be that person. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's my final, my final thing. Uh, and Jake, I posted something in scheduling. Um, as is tradition with our guests, if you could close us out by, to the best of your ability, Reading the prose I have placed before you. I've been training for this. All oh, right. Oh, good. 
Norman Reed, booty ass, dirt hand slap, prince ass, naked butt ass, naked out, mud covered booty ass, naked ass, out butt ass, naked booty cheeks, butt ass, out naked booty out, naked ass, Norman Bebus butt ass, naked mud slap, butt cheeks, bathy one. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Thank you. Thank you. With that, I end my podcast. I place myself face down on my microphone and turn my computer off. That's, that's something. Good uh, night, folks. Now he got norted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. All right.